The world around us is changing faster than ever before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome Welcome, to Data Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be be brave, and be fearless, let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome Welcome, welcome. to the Data Gurus Podcast. Today, I have Barry Jennings on Data Gurus. Barry is responsible for research at Microsoft, and we go way back, and I'm so glad you could step in today and have a chat with me today. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Barry, so tell me, what area do you focus on in terms of research at Microsoft? Yeah, I'm on the uh, central market research team, and I lead a team that focuses on our cloud and enterprise business. Uh, My team covers cloud, on-prem servers, also technical audiences like uh, IT pros, developers, data scientists, things like that. It sounds like you're very busy because it's a hot area. All those segments are transforming in a big way. Absolutely. It's a never a dull moment, for sure. So how do you interact with your business counterparts as it relates to research? Or, or maybe a better way to ask that is, what does your day look like? Like, how do you support the business and, and help drive those decisions? Yeah, uh, the day is highly variable. You know, my fundamental job is to bring impactful insights to the business. Uh, we try and understand what questions the, the business is facing, and uh, we try to bring fact-driven customer insights to the table that help drive our essential business decisions. You know, we try to index on driving impact and, uh, you know, taking things to the next level and extending what research brings to the picture in terms of changing the minds of people in the organization, changing product development, satisfaction approaches, messaging, you name it. It sounds like research is really involved in all those areas in terms of guiding and helping and supporting businesses. Yeah, it is. You know, our reason for being is to build the most impactful and innovative customer insights function in the world. I love that. It's it's a pretty high and aspirational vision that our team has. It's one of the, the things that really drew me here. And we talk about having a seat at a table. I think we have a, a seat at the table as a partner, uh, as a, a thought leader, and, and as a part of the business that actually helps uh, advance Microsoft's mission. That's fantastic. And there are so many new methodologies out there, different approaches. Where are you on that spectrum in terms of integrating new and different approaches to research and data? Yeah, I mean, I, that's a great question, and, and it, it's definitely a central focus that for my year, uh, we're in a, a pretty significant digital transformation effort for our team, our broader team. We realize market research is, is unique, it's valuable, it's very enduring. We work in a function that, that looks at what people feel, what, what they want, what they do, and market research is great for that. We have a pretty robust qual and quant practice, and, and that's never going to go away. However, uh, we are definitely at, a, at an inflection point. There's a growth in, in other disciplines like data sciences, and there are a lot more analytic tools out there. There's a lot more data out there, and when we when we come to the table, we need to make sure that we understand how what we do integrates with the broader set of other insights that are out there. And so, 
that's pushing us on a journey to explore a lot more things like social, like telemetry, like internal data, uh, and really making sure we are synthesizing things in a way that gives us a, a, a robust picture that you know allows us to be more effective. Realistically, I mean, the job of the job of delivering impactful insights that part doesn't change. But we have some significant challenges, like the speed of business. Everything is faster and faster. Right. Data proliferation. Everybody comes to the table with an answer. An executive can say, hey, I wonder what's the best way for us to do X. And a data science team can come with an answer. A market research team can come with an answer. A business planning team can come with an answer. And none of those are wrong, but they all may be different. And we have to exist in that environment. And there's lots and lots of other other resources out there. And having our, our strong research background, being steeped in analytics and insights and, and consulting, we think we are at a very, very unique and special position in order to, to actually increase the level of impact as we work with more and more tools and more and more uh, techniques. You talked about social listening, data science, telemetry. Do they all sit in separate functions or do you... You know, how does that all, how is that organized within Microsoft? Fantastic question, and, <laughs> and it is a big part of the journey. Yes. It's a big part of the journey that we're on. So I'll give you perspective for things specific to my team. So on my team, we have a, a goal of really understanding, let's say, the cloud market. And, and so we do lots of surveys and focus groups and all sorts of things to understand competitive things, purchase drivers, customer journeys, stuff of that nature. But we also, we also do a fair amount of work with a variety of telemetry sources that really show us things like what's growing, who's growing, what types of things are people utilizing, and that's different. And when we can merge uh, what people say and want with the behaviors of what they actually do, right. um, the richness of insights goes up. Now, the skill set and the person, or the skill sets for the people who do the, the, the survey and, and, and call work can be slightly different than the, the data crunching required for some of the telemetry work. That, that's just a fact. And, right. and at the, you know, the upper end of the, the data analytics funnel on the telemetry side, there are data scientists who are pretty steeped in the tools and techniques of data science that pull in the data sources, treat it appropriately, put it in the data flat platforms the right way, really augment uh, the raw data in ways that are uh, harmonized with the way they need to be in order to align with some of the other uh, variables that we're looking at. Uh, and then our research consultant people are growing in a skill set around translating, integrating, synthesizing those two things. And, you know, we are constantly learning how to do it better and better and, and figuring out what the right balance is. But today we, we use folks in other business groups who may have uh, data science skills and particular knowledge of a data set. Uh, we use external resources who may be experts at external data sources. We use our own research consultants who can apply some of those learnings against other work that we've done. And we are growing a skill set around synthesizing those various data types and making sure we're picking out the right things, framing them the right way. And the other thing I think we're spending a fair amount of time on is figuring out how do we learn the next best thing 
try to figure it out fast. Sometimes we fail. Sometimes we learn something that we didn't anticipate, and we spend a whole lot of time stepping back, figuring out what are what's next, and then improving it because we realize this is a, a, a journey that we're on, and there are no quick and easy answers. But there's tons and tons of opportunities for us to drive impactful insights with a lot of new tools and, and a lot of new sources. Yeah, when you talk about the data, it's amazing how much access there is to tons of information and completely appreciate the people who have the skill set to kind of unify that data, put data governance models in place to be able to have other people analyze that data. Yeah, and I think you're touching on, you know, sort of when we, you know, another part of our, our story is sort of how broadly it goes, right? One area is just the work product. How do we make the stuff we produce richer, faster, greater volumes, and pull in different insights that give us, gives us a, a, a more robust or different story. That's one thing. But some of this has impacts on our operations as well. It makes us more efficient, more timely. There are some tools that we're using where, you know, we have streams of data coming in. We've got pre-built data points. And it's more a matter of refreshing the data in a Power BI dashboard and we're looking at longitudinal data in a different way, very real time. Our stakeholder engagements are, are, are changing as well. We, we are sort of moving away from, a, hey, we hear the cross tabs, here's a, a, an Excel spreadsheet, let's do a data wallow, wallow and build a big PowerPoint. Instead, we're putting data in a, in a Power BI dashboard, we're looking at it real time, we're filtering that data real time in decision-making meetings as opposed to research readouts. And we're able to be that much closer to decision-making impact. And, and then lastly, our, our team is transforming as well. As I alluded to earlier, we have to change some skill sets. We need to add some things. We need to be a lot more willing to explore, to experiment, failing forward <laughs> and, and making sure we, we grow from all of that and put it back into the system so that we are progressing and getting better and better as, as we continue down the path. Failing forward sounds so good, but it's so hard. <laughs> it, 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 it is, and uh, it's uncomfortable, but it, it is definitely uh, useful. Yes. Well, I think, I think people always say in life, you learn the most from the times when you make mistakes. It is so true. Bear, you talked a lot about timeliness of data. What, what are the requirements internally in your department to provide insight or answers to a business question? Is, is it, give us a sense of, you know, how, how quickly is this information or insights needed within the organization? You're going to get the horrible answer of that it depends. But, but you know, there are... You know, for, for example, we have a we have a, a, a large IT pro event in Orlando this week, and we will want to figure out how well that went. What did participants think? Think what stories resonated in the in the various uh, breakout sessions that we do, the product announcements that we make, and all that stuff. And we're able to we're looking at that stuff, our reactions to that stuff using social real time. And, and we're able to look at, uh, you know, volume and sentiment of discussions every single day for every single session. And that's not something that we, I, we were doing you know, five or 10 years ago, at least not in, in, in my world. And, and so we're able to, to do a lot of things pretty real time. We're able to, you know, it's like anything, depending upon the, the depth, the scope, and the complexity of the problem, 
there are some things that we can answer in a day, and there are some things that it may take us six months to answer. And it's every and it's and we run everything within that spectrum right now, at least in the cloud world. Some of the questions there is no existing information, there is no uh, syndicated information, and primary research may not be the best way of dealing with it. And so we may have to go and create a source based off of a number of behavioral inputs. And that takes a little bit of time. But once it's built, you know, the the insights driven from something that we may build, our ability to spit out new insights, but once things are built, becomes faster and faster. That makes perfect sense. And I should have, I should have known that when I asked the question, because it really depends on the type of decision or feed into. So if you had to sit back and think about your biggest in your role, and it doesn't have to be related to research, it's just anything, what, what would that be? My biggest pain point? Yeah, or challenge. Hmm. Let's see. You might be the Gosh, I have so many pain. Yeah, challenge. Go ahead. I said you might be the person who says it's not a pain point, but it's an opportunity. Yeah, and we're, we are our filled with opportunities, that's for sure. I think there are a couple. One is one challenge that we're really trying to meet in the face pretty squarely is sort of um, like the evolution of what our insights professionals will be. I've been doing research now for, geez, like 30 years. I'm putting together a speech that I'm going to be doing at uh, the University of Wisconsin. And in my intro, I I did a timeline of my career and I'm like, holy crap. That's a long time. And in that time, the things I've done have changed quite a bit. And and as we look forward, I I only see more and more change. That said, there's just a core set of things that I believe that an insights professional needs to thrive. But I think that core is is starting to evolve some. And I think the, the challenge that we're trying to wrap our heads around is how do you do that? And so, again... A lot of folks on my team are really great and quality researchers. They know row column data really well. They know regression and, and, and lots of other things, right? But increasingly with more and more data available with lots of easier to use tools that can do more and more complex things. Some of the things that I used to have to go to a marketing scientist for, or some of those things can be done in an automated fashion, which you know, puts a little bit of extra burden on, on the insights professional. Do they need to understand the complex math around Bayesian network analysis? No. Do they need to understand what it means and when to apply it? That becomes more and more important because there will be tools that will allow more analysis like that much more simply, much more quickly. But having enough knowledge to know when and where and sort of what it means is an area that I think we're going to have to start wrapping our heads heads around. Again, with the proliferation of data sources, what types of tools allow the best judgment in terms of determining when to use which data source when, how to stitch them together, how to deal with gaps in the data, how to harmonize things, how both to translate what things mean and to interpret what things mean in order to land an answer. And, and again, it's a skill set that I think our team members have very well, especially in terms of lot the, the, the tools and techniques that, that sort of got us to here. But I think the things that get us from here are going to change and evolve. And the way we um, build our people to 
adapt to that, I think, is a, is, is a challenge that uh, I think is going to be uh, really interesting to figure out. Yeah, it's certainly an evolution, right? I think many of us have spent time in the industry putting together data, processing data. Mary, let's switch okay. gears. I'm sure everybody under the sun comes to you and your colleagues to tell them about their latest and greatest. Just give us an idea. What, how does that manifest itself within your organization? You mean like so, new vendors with new yeah. techniques? One of the cool things that I, I benefit from when I, I came to Microsoft, we have a, a, a research operations team. Okay. And their job is to actually look at that stuff. And don't get me wrong, I, I get approached by lots of vendors and I, I talk to a fair amount because, again, we want to learn and grow and, and make sure we're aware of the, of, the, of the next what's next. But we have a team in our that uh, takes care of our vendor ecosystems and makes sure that we are bringing in the new folks that, we, that, that are out there and taking care of the folks that we have existing relationships with. They also are, have a responsibility around innovation in the discipline. Innovation is a, a, a critical piece of what we do. And we want to make sure that we're doing it the right way, that as we build something new, we need to figure out how does it add or what does it replace? What's the upside and the downside? And uh, we have individuals who are highly focused on that. They also help with change management, training to the next new thing and making sure that we are as an organization moving towards the most effective things as an organization and that we're, we're building processes and, and techniques to make sure we're carrying as many of our teammates with us along that journey as we can and that we're evolving effectively. Does that help? Yeah, that does. It's amazing, though. It's, it's, it's great to hear that there's a team of people who actually are, are responsible for that. And looking across the entire market, understand what's new, what's different, you know, what's still really good. Barry, thanks for taking the time to join me today. It's so interesting when I get to talk to end clients who are in the research function and really give us a view of what their world is like. It's been great. Thanks for having me. It's uh, been really great, one, catching up, and, and two, sharing uh, where we are in our journey, and uh, it's been fun. Sure, and let's definitely keep in touch, and maybe we'll have you back on soon. Sounds great. All right, Looking take care. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Data Gurus Podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.dataguruspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.dataguruspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and... Be fearless.